Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles this morning to Psalm 91 and the 14th verse. Psalm 91 and the 14th verse. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has gone my name. Hallelujah. Another verse says, Because he keeps to me, therefore I will deliver him. I sit him on high because he has known my name. Amen. One more scripture, Psalm 19, I cling to your testimonies. O Lord, do not put me to shame. Amen. The old King James Version says, I stuck to your promises. O Lord, do not put me to shame. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This morning, if you want to title this word, want to title it, Do You Know? That you are perfected. Praise the Lord. How many of you know here this morning that you are the most protected people in the whole wide world? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, Do you know it? Amen. Do you know that you are the most protected? Praise the Lord. Of all the people that is scattered across the world, it is God's people. Who are well and most protective. And Psalm 91 is God's testimony. Oh, praise the Lord over our lives. Psalm 91 is God telling us how much you and I are protected. Hallelujah. Psalm 91, hallelujah, is to be by heart in our heart. It's to be memorized and put in our heart because it's God who is telling you this morning, you are so protected. Praise the Lord. You are so precious. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Anybody who speaks and, and listens to Psalm 91 would be immediately, you will see a gush of joy burning in the inside of you. Psalm 91 makes you think that why am I so grumpy in the Christian world? Psalm 91 tells me I am supposed to celebrate Jesus Christ. Psalm 91 tells me the power of the precious blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Psalm 91 tells me, hallelujah, the devil is a liar. Psalm 91 tells me that the devil doesn't have control over my life. Psalm 91 tells me, praise the Lord, I'm the child of the most high God. Psalm 91 tells me, hallelujah, praise the Lord, I shall be blessed coming in and I shall be blessed going out. Why? 
how many thoughts would go. There is no panic. There are people standing. I don't know who they are. There are people screaming. There are people crying. I'm stuck here with them. I don't know whether I'm going to go down or I'm going to go up. I don't know it. Praise the Lord. But let me tell you, if you are stuck with the word of God, there's only one way going that's going up. Praise the Lord. This morning, I was stuck. Hallelujah. Just because you stepped into the word of God. Hallelujah. People will say you're stuck. Your marriage will not happen. You are stuck. Your deliverance will not happen. You are stuck. Hallelujah. Your opportunities will come. You are stuck. Your context is not there. You are stuck with the word of God. That's okay. Praise the Lord. As long as you are stuck with the word of God, there is deliverance. There is power. There is the grace of God. Hallelujah. Flowing for on behalf of you. Praise the Lord. My grandmother said, I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody. I don't have chief ministers. I don't have contacts. I don't have parents, family, nobody. I have only Jesus. Alone. Is that enough? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Stop. Hallelujah. This morning, some of you are saying, I'm stuck with the Lord. I don't have anybody. But if you're stuck with the Lord, that's all that is enough. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The psalmist is saying, I am stuck with the testimonies. I'm stuck with the promise. Look at the woman called Sarah. Waited 25 years. Never got the promise fulfilled in her life. Never had the child be born. Never saw the miracle. Never saw the generations coming out of her womb. And she said, will this happen? She said, will my husband have pleasure again with me? She asked the question. But then somewhere along the line, she laughed and said, no, I would rather, I would go into it. I'm already stuck now. I would rather go into believe in that word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to believe. I'm stuck with this promise for 25 years. Now on the 26 years, I'm not going to, hallelujah, disbelieve it. I'm going to, I'm anyway stuck with it. I'm going to believe it. Praise the Lord. And then I said, came out. This morning, the Lord is saying, some of you are feeling that you are alone. Some of you are feeling that you are stuck. Some of you are feeling, but let me tell you, if you have a promise there, you will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mary, the mother of Jesus, got a word from God, a promise that the virgin will give birth. She got stuck. She wants to go out, but look at her stomach. She's stuck. Look at her stomach. Look at her stomach. She's stuck. How many of you are wondering? You, you thought I should not have received that word. I should not have made that step. I should not have made that public proclamation. I should not have gone to the waters of baptism and, 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 and made all the people around me. Hallelujah. My enemies. I should not have done this. There's no way now. But the greatest miracle came out because Mary was stuck with the promise of God. The greatest promises will come out through your life when you are stuck with the word of God. How many of you can say, Pastor, I'm not alone, but there is a word, I'm stuck. You look at a Joseph, a Joseph who was thrown into the pit. Hallelujah. He's stuck in the pit, but with him in the pit, there was the dream. He, there was the promise, praise the Lord. He was not alone. Hallelujah. Anybody who goes into the pit with the promise will come out. Hallelujah. This morning, are you in the pit with a promise? Don't worry. You will come out. Yeah. Oh, come on, sir. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just imagine you are in the elevator. Hallelujah. So many people are saying, commenting, hey, you're not going to go up. We're all going to die. We're all going to make a wrong mistake. We're all foolish. Praise the Lord. Like the ten uh, uh, spices, the giants are too big. Praise the Lord. This elevator is going to crash. This elevator is going to destroy us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. What will you do? Jairus had a problem. His daughter is dead. Everybody around him is saying, Hey, daughter is dead. Daughter is dead. How many of you, everybody around is saying, It's not possible. Your womb is dead. Your daughter is dead. The doctor's report is against you. Your marriage is dead. Praise the Lord. But Jesus said, Hallelujah. My brother, only believe. Hallelujah. Only believe. It's not dead. It's going to go on. Psalm 91. 
Praise the Lord. In the midst of the wilderness, God gave him the Psalm 91. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. A fresh visitation from the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why I believe when you meditate on Psalm 91, God will visit you afresh. Praise the Lord. Every time you meditate on Psalm 91, God will visit you. Faith will rise inside of you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 There are five things about Psalm 91. I don't know whether I have time to complete everything, but you can write it down. Number one, the man who wrote Psalm 91. Number two, the power of meditating Psalm 91. Number three, the meaning of the names of God in Psalm 91. Number four, the message of Psalm 91. Number five, the magnificent promises of Psalm 91. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number one, the man who wrote Psalm 91, Moses. Moses was a man who was called by God. Hallelujah. When you see Moses first, God called him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even before Moses was in the Egypt, rising as a, growing up as Pharaoh's son or daughter, God had seen him. God said, it's time. I'm going to call him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of you believe God has called you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. How do you know that you are called? You are sitting here is the reason God has called you. Praise the Lord. The reason why the crocodiles did not eat you is because God called you. Praise the Lord. The problem is not discourage you. Keep you discouraged. Is God called you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. God called him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Number two, the Bible says he was the part of the servant of the Lord. In 18 times, hallelujah, Moses is called the servant of the Lord because he served the Lord in this generation. What a privilege. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his strength. He served the Lord. He was the servant of the Lord. Praise the Lord. He was not upset. Nobody called him pastor. He was not upset. Nobody called him an apostle. He was not upset. He did not get any positions. He served the Lord. He said, when people see me, they will ask, who sent me? Today, if it was us, you would have said, when people see me, what will they call me pastor? See, his agenda was different. He wanted to show the God who called him. Come on, church. The God who's experienced. Praise the Lord. The God who gave me the mighty morning books. He said, what is the name of that God? I want to tell the people of that God. What is your name? Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning, there is a generation crying out, asking you, what is the name of that God? Praise the Lord. He served the Lord. But at the end of his life, in Deuteronomy chapter 34 and the 10th verse, the Bible says, Moses, the man of God. Praise the Lord. I want at the end of my life to be called as a man of God. How many of you want to be called by the end of the life? God, hallelujah, praise God. God should say, Moses, the man of God, who knew the Lord face to face. Oh, hallelujah. He sat in God's presence. He was knowing the Lord face to face. The Bible says his eyes were not dim and his vigor were not, uh, did not diminish. Praise the Lord. 
Isn't it amazing? After meeting a rebellious people, why some people when they would get old, if you were led people like Israel, you would get mad. But his life was not different. In other words, there was no negativity in his eyes. Ah, come on. After going through 40 years of wilderness, there was nothing negative in the eyes of Moses. His eyes was clear. Ah. How many of you here? Hallelujah. Sometimes when we go through a little negativity, a little delay, a little, a little, little adversity, a little fire, a little test, praise the Lord, a little dryness. When things doesn't go our way, we immediately, oh, any word on the guy, there's no use. Moses, isn't it amazing? Living 60 lakhs people, and rebellious people, only two of them were, hallelujah, praise the Lord, actually entered the promised land, and still his eyes were not negative. Uh, come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Hallelujah. And his strength did not diminish. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The Moses, the man of God. This is the Moses who wrote Psalm 91. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moses, the man of God, he wrote the Psalm 91. When things could have made it look negative in this world, Psalm 91 made him a positive person. Praise the Lord. Psalm 91 gave him clarity. Praise the Lord. Psalm 91 gave him a vision, a vigor. Praise the Lord. In the midst of problems, in the midst of wilderness, where things were tough, Psalm 91 gave him some strength to strength. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. That's why when you speak on Psalm 91, you go from strength to strength. Amen. Number two, the man. Who wrote Psalm 91? The meditation of Psalm 91. Number two, what happens when you meditate? Two things will happen. Number one, all your negativity will go when you seek God's supernatural protection. Nobody who can read Psalm 91, the old rabbis of the Jews believe, if you would read seven times Psalm 91, faith will come back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Healing will flow. And I know it's a fact. I shared this last night with my wife. Amen. You know she's pregnant. Three times before. You know, we'll pray for her. Don't pray for us. Thank you, people. Nobody's happy. I'm going to have a third time. So I just, I just shared this with her. And she read it once. And after she read this, she said, Oh my God, Chaco, such a healing has come into my heart. Such a strength has come into my heart. She said, all my negativity fell out. Just reading that Psalm 91 for once. Watch it. I am not telling something, hallelujah, out of hallelujah knowledge. I'm telling out of experience. That's why I made you read Psalm 91. Because when you read it, every negativity will break off from your life. So from your heart, from your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. I read it seven times. I by heart, this is the first time I by heart, God, I, 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 I memorized when I was a young boy. Praise the Lord. So it will take the negativity out of your life. Number two, it will bring strength. You read Psalm 91, it brings strength. Strength unto strength. How many of you want strength unto strength? Praise the Lord. Every day take time, read Psalm 91. And when you read it, you should know what you are reading. That's why I'm explaining the full Psalm 91 to you. Word by word. 
the system. Your life will never be the same after this. So two things when you meditate. Negativity will grow, strength will come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you will go and read it? Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can you read Hebrews chapter 9, 13 and 14? Hebrews chapter 9, 13 and 14. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of the heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. How much more the blood of Jesus Christ? Why am I reading the scripture? When you hear this message, don't sit here with a condemned heart. Nothing will, it will not affect your life. You should know that the blood of Jesus Christ has burned my conscience. There is nothing in my life that is in the hands of the enemy. There is nothing in the hands God is upset with me. I am humble person washed under the blood of Jesus Christ through the forgiveness of my sin. Hallelujah. Through the mercies of God. It is you every morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if you want to experience Psalm 91, you should have a positive, hallelujah, approach to all on your behalf, on you, through Jesus Christ and the finished work of Jesus. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't sit here and say, will it affect me? Or say, you don't know me. Yes, God. He knows you. He knows what you have done in your last summer. Everyone's a movie slaver still. Praise God. But when you come today, if you want Psalm 91 to give you, Breakthroughs in your life. Say, I'm forgiven. I'm cleansed through the blood of Jesus. My, my, my conscience is clear. Praise the Lord. I can receive that promise. Even pastor is speaking. That promise is going to be yes. That promise is going to be amen. That promise is going to take effect. That blessing is going to come. That breakthrough is going to come. That power is going to come. I'm going to have 100% forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ. I will not sit here in the thunder. I purge once and for all. Because in that mindset, if you read it, some of those things that God set you free, you will never go back into it again. Thank you, Jesus. So first thing is I'm cleansed, I'm purged from an evil conscience. Amen. Psalm 91. And then, when you read it, he who dwells in the secret places of the most high God. Psalm 91 verse 1. You meditate. He who dwells in the secret places of the most high God. That word dwells means to sit down. Remain to settle. It's a settling in a homestead. It means homestead. Usually 160 acres of land. A homestead. A spacious place. How many of you know God's presence is a spacious place? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The presence of God is not a busy place. It's a spacious place. It's not a small place. It is not a struggling place. It's a spacious place. Everybody is attended. Everybody, God has time for them. Everybody has enough and more. Praise the Lord. It's a spacious place. Everybody is being attended to. God can hear everybody's needs. Everybody's crying out before Him. There's, there's no favoritism. It's a spacious place. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. hallelujah. That's why we should not never be busy in God's presence. Hallelujah. We should never be busy. We should be always sit down, take time. That's why sometimes even when a, if a meeting goes beyond one also, why I don't stop with this, 
I want the people to be relaxed. The devil wants us to rush. Amen. If we don't rush out of God's presence, many miracles will take place. The reason why now change happened in our lives is we rush out of God's presence. Never rush out of God's presence. It's a spacious place. He who dwells in the secret places of the Most High God. It's a spacious place for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even if you are coming down fallen, you will get up. Because there's enough space for the enough time for the Lord to lift you up. It's a spacious place. Luke 10, 13 to 42. Mary, Mary, you have chosen what is better. What did Mary do? He sat in the presence of God. Amen. Are you with me? Mary sat with Martha was worried. Martha, 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 why are you rushing? The God asked us. Why are you rushing out from God's presence? Mary has chosen what is better. God's presence is a portion. And it will not be taken from us. Come on, church. Come on, church. The devil would rush to take that space from us out by rushing us. When we worship, we don't rush. We worship till we see the Lord. Come on. Till we forget about what is around us. We worship. We don't rush. There's two songs. Then Two scriptures reading, then one word, then one offering, go. Blessing, this marriage is announced, that marriage is announced, go. That's not the church. We don't rush, we, we worship. Taste and see that he is good. We worship the Come on, church. I, I'm, I'm changing your mindset this morning about how you should be in the presence of God. When you are in the house, don't rush. You rush out of a movie, what will happen? You will not see the whole movie. We have that spirit of rushness. We immediately, today's generation rushes out of their marriage. Something has happened, Pastor. Divorce. He rushed out of relationship with God. I call him, Pastor. I can't get up. Temptation is too much. He rushed out. We don't give God a chance. But when you dwell in God's presence, you are giving God the chance to build your life. Amen. Oh, come on, church. So don't rush out of God's presence. He who dwells in the shelter of the most high God. Okay, somebody said, don't rush out of God's presence. Martha, you have rushed. How many of you have heard this word? Claim jumpers. Claim jumpers. Who is a claim jumper? One who illegally occupies a property to which another has a legal claim. The devil is a claim jumper. He will claim in your house. Ninja Pavana, Ninja Bhaya, Ninja Makala. You don't sit enough time to claim it in God's presence. Oh, come on, sir. Is it making sense this morning? If you don't claim your promise in God's presence, don't get upset with God and say, Hey, I am in lack. If you don't claim your marriage peace in the presence of God, don't say, Our marriage is full of trouble. If you don't claim, praise God, enough time to, uh, to, to rest and say, ah, ah, I'm, I'm preparing myself for eternity, you will die as a messy Christian. Never enjoy the Christian life before. If you don't claim the ministry of God that has given you, you will never fulfill your purpose here on earth. If you don't claim your family, at the end of your life, you will see having this burden of not seeing your family come to Jesus. So you have to take time and say, devil, you 
can claim my territory. Oh, come on. You can't claim what is mine. Praise the Lord. I will not allow it. He's the fowler. He's the schemer. He's the liar. He's the discoverer. He is the hallelujah. The killer. He said, I will not allow it. I will claim what is mine. He who dwells in the shelter of the most high God. Amen. How many of you are sat in a plane? How many of you have ever sat in a plane? How many of you have ever gone into those air pockets? Before I use it, that we have to read Psalm 91 7 times. There were times in my plane, I bad air pockets. You think the plane is going to crash? You think that the, the pilot has gone mad? You think that you are flying on the wrong plane? But the Bible says, when you travel in a plane, you are not traveling in the plane, you are traveling in the secret places of the most high God. You are not dwelling in the plane, you are dwelling in his presence. Oh, oh, you will get that. Praise the Lord. You are not in the plane, you are in his presence. It is the presence that is taking you, not the plane, not the pilot. Oh, in the same way, in your journey, you will see problems. You will see uh, uh, problems after problems, but then don't get involved with it because not the problems that takes you. It is the presence that takes through it. That's why any plane that you are in, you do not pass. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm telling you, you are, some of you are going for your holidays, your journeys. I'm telling you, your plane will not crash because you are there. Hallelujah. He who dwells in the center of your plane. Hallelujah. It is his presence that carries your family. It is his presence that carries your finances. So when you dwell in God's presence and meditate on him, you go from strength to strength. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many of you want to spend time in God's presence and meditate on his goodness? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The temporary disturbances will not crash will not make you stuck. It will take you through. How many of you believe that this morning? Hallelujah. The temporary disturbances within your life this morning. It's God's presence that carries you and your family this morning in the name of Jesus. Now in God's presence, God is revealed in two ways in Psalm 91. Number one, he who dwell in the secret places of the most high God. High God. Everybody say the most high God. Most high God. The first word uses the word Elelion. The meaning of the first word is Elelion. Elelion, which means the most high God, which means the one who makes your enemies small. The one who makes your problems small because it's too high. He's too big. That word means the possessor of heaven and earth. He makes everything too small. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Go to Genesis 14. 18 and 19. The first time it is mentioned, Genesis 14, 18 and 19. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought our bread and wine. He was a priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be Abraham. Put your name and say, Blessed be Chato. Blessed be Chato of the most high God. 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 You have to say that. Blessed be Chato of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Who possessed the heaven and the earth. And he will give you heaven. He will give you earth. He will give you gold. He will give you silver. He will give you houses because the earth is rich and is given to the children of men. He will give you. If you are humble and say, Lord, I, I need this Lord. He will give you. Because 
Because you are blessed. Because it is your success. It is your blessing on you that silence the critiques. Oh, come on now. Come on now. God said your critiques will be silenced this 2018. Because of the blessing that is going to be upon your life. Every critique of yours will have to take back his words and chew it back himself. Because he is going to be silenced. Because you are so blessed that the critiques of Abraham have to silence. Who is criticizing you? You are criticizing your job? Are you criticized by the devil? Daniel even the lion would not criticize. He was too blessed. But the lions are a better keep quiet. Never it's dangerous to criticize somebody who is blessed by God. Because the blessing will not flow into your life. Praise the Lord. Have you seen? It is a dangerous thing to criticize people who are too blessed by God. You will see. Although you are also called to be that blessing, you will never go high beyond a certain limit. Because the blessings never come to a particular person. Oh, come on church. Look at somebody and say, I will not criticize you. Praise the Lord. You are too blessed. Look at somebody, you are too blessed. Amen. Amen. You should look at your husband and wife and say, hey, you are too blessed, I will not criticize you. Oh, I'm not joking. You start being a critical husband and a critical wife. Hallelujah. Your house will not have God's blessings on you. You will be a critical church. You will not see any of the blessings that is upon my life flowing into yours. Come on. Jesus is all people who are critical towards him. And Jesus is a prophet who is without order in his own country. He could not do any mighty things. Nothing mighty happens in critical atmosphere. Nothing grows in critical atmosphere. You have to break the power of criticism. I do bless to be criticized, not to criticize. Blessed people don't criticize. Even when you correct your child, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Why the Lord said to use a rod is because a rod is not criticizing. A rod is showing a direction. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Would you take your TV and belt it? That's abuse. Would you take a belt and hit it? It's abuse. What kind of abuse? You are criticizing him and he will never grow. You will abuse him to the point that his personality is broken. You show the stick and says, hey, that direction is wrong. You don't use your hand because this is the hand that you hug him. If you use your hand, he cannot understand the difference between hug and slap at the same time coming from the same hand. Oh, come on. That's why Jesus is very precise. Use a stick. That's why when I correct the church, it's a stick. You know why I correct? Because I am not a politician and a pastor. Any pastor who is scared to correct will become a third to a politician. You pray, our pastor will never become a politician. You know why? Because a politician can't prune the wine. And if you don't prune the wine and share the wine, you will not bear much fruit. Come on. Thank God for pastors who prunes you. Thank God for pastors who calls you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and say, hey, your going is not too good, brother. You have to correct yourself. You have to take your Bible. You have to read your Bible. You have to write your Bible. You have to come to church on a regular basis, bro. Hallelujah. Your ways are not great. Somebody is telling you that. Know that he is sent from God. Because politicians will say, everything is okay. Or all is okay. But it all should be done 
It's a teaching this morning. It's a teaching this morning. Who is the LA on God? Deuteronomy 32 and the 8th verse. Who is the most high God? When the most high divided their inheritance, the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. Amen. And he said, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. Amen. The Elion, the most high God, divided the inheritance, divided the people. Then he said, Jacob is mine. Supernatural protection is not for everybody. It is for his people. Amen. He divided everybody by a boundary. And he took God's people. He said, Jacob, as weak as he is, still I will protect him. Amen. God's most high God. He who dwells in the most high God. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a supernatural protection. Only he can get it. That's why he said you are protected. Do you know it? The devil knows that you are protected. The devil knew Job was protected and he could not touch him. Oh, come on church. The devil knows that this church, the hedge of protection is around this church. No weapon that is found against this church shall prosper. There is a supernatural protection around my life. And because of it, it covers your life. Even I'm speaking, there's an impartation of that. There's an anointing and blessing of God's presence and glory coming over your life this morning. One thing I've experienced in my life is God's supernatural protection. It's yours this morning in Jesus' name. Lift your hands and say, it's mine. It's mine through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, it's mine. What, who is the lady on God? 2 Samuel 22 and the 14th verse. Who is the lady on? The Lord thundered from heaven. Lord thundered from heaven. Yes. The Most High uttered his voice. Yes. He sent out arrows and scattered them. Ah. Lightning bolts and a white whistling. Amen. The channels of the sea were seen. Praise the Lord. The nations of the world were uncovered. He thundered his voice. How many of you have heard the Lord thundering? How many of you have heard thunders? How many of you have experienced thunders? Nobody has seen thunder. Kanyapati, when we hear the thunder, we run into our homes, into our rooms and never come out when it is finished. Such is the noise. God thunders his voice. Every devil will hide. He will never come out. When the devil hears the voice, that is why anybody that voice is in God's church. He thunders in the name of God's people. Anybody who comes to God's church as often as you can, the devil can never outwit you. Come on, church, this morning.
says, praise him. He enthrones himself on the praise of his people. When you enthrone him, he thunders his voice. Who is an idiot? Psalm 73. Psalm 73, 11 to 13, and the 17th verse. Who is an idiot? And they say, How does God know? And is there knowledge the most high? Blessed are these are the ungodly. Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and chased. Verse 17. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Amen. Here is a psalmist saying, I saw the wicked prosper and I looked at them and I was about to fall. I was telling them, here I am the one who is coming to church, cleansing my heart in vain, following the ways of God. And here is I am the one who doesn't see any blessing, any miracle. My feet almost slept in being the wicked. Then I asked the Lord, why should I do it, Lord? Why should I do it, Lord? Why should I do it, Lord? Then I came to the secret places of the most high God. Calling me, me, me. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ninja Kate Karishikata will God has seen. Some of you God is saying, I've seen the tears in your heart. Ninja Kate Karishikatu. Ninja Kate Naravikatu. So the Lord said, I don't want you to have this unbelief. So he gave a second name in Psalm 91. Not only he dwells in the shelter of the Most High, but he also abides in the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, there is a second name. Why God gives a second name? Because it is more intimate. Can anyone angels know or mighty only they know? Uh, praise the Lord. Well, somebody here this morning. Somebody here. Well, tell anyone the all powerful God, the angels know. The Almighty God, only you and I know. Who am I? What does the Almighty mean? The God who is above the greatest need that you have. What is your greatest need? Close your eyes and what is your greatest need? He is much above that. He will supply much more than your greatest need. Genesis 17:1. God told Abraham, walk before me. He made a mess. The Almighty God came. How many of you have made a mess? Hallelujah. And you think everything is finished. Whatever I needed, I did not get it. And who came in the mess? The Almighty. Ah, come on. Come on. Almighty God visits you in your greatest mess. And he said, Almighty God told Abraham, after 13 years, Hallelujah, he came and said, Abraham, I will bless you and multiply you. Hallelujah. And will make your descendants as much as the stars. Walk before me and be blessed. He's saying, don't go after the world. Don't go after Hagar. Don't go after self-efforts and self-faith. Your blessing is with me. says, in the last days, perilous time, people will be arrogant, boasters, haughty, obstinate, self-talk, hard-hearted, heavy-headed. We want an almighty God. We want to walk before Him. Hallelujah. Even at the moment of greatest difficulty, I need to commune with Him. Walk before Him. Obey Him. And I need to walk before Him. Because if you are going your own way, you are on your own. One thing you have to understand from Abraham, But the God is for you, who what can be against you? Almighty God. So, came out, how? Having an understanding of Almighty God. Almighty God. Praise the Lord. Who gives you the double portion? The Almighty God. Oh, come on church. Number four, a message of Psalm 91. I don't have time. Is this, are you here with me, church? The message of Psalm 91. What is the message? The message is you activate Psalm 91 by saying it out. I will stay off it. My refuge and my focus. Come on, church. Psalm 91 is the place where you cannot keep quiet because it is. It is not work for you if you keep quiet. I will say of it. 
I will celebrate of it. I know it's a hot day, but you have to still say of it. Praise the Lord. I know you are sweating all inside, but still say sick of it. Still say of it. I have my refuge and my fortress, my God and my trust. Amen. That's why Jewish rabbi said, say it seven times. It will bring faith. You have to say of it. Hallelujah. Hebrews 3 1 says, it's the high priest of your confession. If you say of it, you will act on it. Amen. Are you with me? Is my refuge and my fortress. What is a fortress? How many of you are watching IPA? None of you. Only I am a spiritual person in this church. All of you are spiritual people. Now this is the lawyers. Their turf, their home is called their fortress. You know why? Because nobody can beat Rajasthan Royals in that ground. Rajasthan Royals ground in Rajasthan, it's a fortress for them. The pitch conditions, the ground conditions, the ground staff, everybody has made the tailor-made pitch for the Rajasthan Royals team to win. They beat their players according to play on that turf. Nobody beats them there. When you say Jesus, you are my fortress, what you are definitely saying is this, that the Lord has made us Taylor makes pitch for me to win. Oh, come on, sir. I will not be devoured. Come on, come on, come on. Some of you are happy now. Praise the Lord. The pitch conditions is for me, for me to win. Hallelujah. Oh, whatever. If Calcutta can come, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Calcutta can come. Hallelujah. Stop it. Anybody can come. Hallelujah. Disease can come. Sickness can come. Death can come. Impossibilities can come. But you. In the 
Those are people who comes to take your good days. Who traps you into wrong bed. Amen. I will make sense. Number two, that word means cords. Snare means cords. Job 36 says, You are corded with the cord of affliction, sickness. How many of you have the cords of sickness this morning on your body? Before you go, you're going to be healed. It's a snare. It's a snare that puts you down. It's a snare that not made you forward. It's a snare over you. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ has taken that cord on him. Oh, come on, church. Hallelujah. It's a, I mean, hello, it's a noose. It's a noose. It's a noose. People use those noose to come suicide, right? Why? Because of the problems and the thing. My life is worth nothing. It's a noose. But Jesus was hung on the cross. He has taken every problem. He has put it on himself. And he hung on the cross. You don't have to be hallelujah carrying on the noose. Come on, church. The picture is, the picture is the devil is putting the noose on you. But you have to give it to the Lord. He's saying you have to carry it. Look at somebody and say, You don't have to carry it. You don't have to put on it. He's trying to tell you carry it. He's marketing it. The number two picture is the devil is marketing the problem. The greatest marketing agent is the devil. It started in the Garden of Eden. He marketed the fruit. Oh, come on, church. It's all come from the Bible. The devil duplicates it. Jesus, God marketed the garden. The devil gave one fruit to market. When you have a garden, you go after that one fruit. Even today, are you doing that? When God has given everything, hallelujah, you are going after the one thing. He said, don't touch it. He's a marketer. He's a marketing agent. He's a marketing. That's why he sends so many people. Your way. Just question in your pain. Marketing agents. Ask them, you won't understand my problems. No, you are marketing it. The devil is making you market it. You are, he's already gotten you how to market. And you are now marketing it to other people. We are supposed to be speaking the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not to be marketing our pain. Praise the Lord. Don't tell somebody else your pain. Only give it to the hands of God. Hallelujah. Stop sharing your pain. Pastors have, I mean, lots of pujins, zeros. Marketing, the devil marketing against each other. Especially in this unity in the church, it's a marketing agent. The devil is marketing, speaking against each other. Don't fall for the marketing of the devil. It's, it's, a, it's a snooze that you put on you. It's a scare. Don't allow people to put, the father conquers. It's a marketing, he's putting a wrong. The children will not take care of you. It's marketing. Pastors against you. Marketing. Come on, church. Come on, church. Don't fall for the marketing of the devil. I know it's a long sermon. Take a hot. Praise the Lord. What to do? Hallelujah. Number three, snare means catching animals. It's a net that catches animals. You know how animals are caught in the net? Animals are self-reliant. How much ever catch trap that you put, they will run into it. Because they are attacking more. Bible says he will set you free from the snare of the power. The people of the world will attack you. You know why? 
because they are like animals, beasts, they attack you. But the Lord is saying, I will deliver you. How? You will not become a beast. Ah, praise God. Praise God. God delivers you from your beastly nature, your own man, your own mindset, that you will not attack back. Oh, come on, church. Look at somebody and say, You attack me, I will not attack you. There is as you mean it. So let's not attack each other. You be at rest. If people attack you, you be at rest. You be at rest. You know why? Because two spies were attacked. Two spies was attacked by the entire Jericho in Joshua chapter 2 is searching for the spice. But three thoughts that made the spice afraid of his people. Three thoughts. I want to tell you something. Are you here? When you are attacked, the God will put three thoughts in the mind of the devil. Everybody say three thoughts. When you read Joshua chapter 2, 10 and 11, what do you read it? What do you read it? I close it. Close it. One more thing, I close it. Joshua chapter 2, 10 and 11. Three things. The devil puts in the devil's mind. God puts in the devil's mind. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea going when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven. About and on earth you. Number one, when they heard God is with you, they have fainted. If anybody come to attack you, they never put a thought. I am with them. It will stand there. It will make your enemy faint. I'm telling you not for a joke. Whatever the enemy was doing is pain hearted because of the God who is in front of you. The God of Psalm 91. Hallelujah. It's pain hearted. Don't worry, it's pain hearted. He will not attack you. If you believe this. Number two, our heart melted, heart attack. The enemies are having a heart attack. Why? Because God is with you. How you drive the Red Sea? Oh, oh. The enemy had a heart attack of seeing the past miracle God did for you. Because he knows that what he's going to do is greater than that. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Come on, church.
you will be united. That's why I'm taking you this long sermon because I want all of you to be united. Psalm 91, 18 says that this is a snare that brings you close to death. Today, this morning, don't be under the snare of intense pain. Oh, come on, church. Come on, church, this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's called the sorrows of hell. That's why the Bible says, This truth shall be a, this truth of Psalm 91 shall be a buckler and a shield. Oh, come on. This is a shield against the intense pain. Intense pain. If your husband has hurt you, don't keep it. It will kill you. It will take the life out of you. It will not allow you to worship. It's intense pain. It will, it will, it will, it will just stop you off. The snare. Amen. I know you're tired. So I'm going to just read the next few verses with you. I'm only going to read the next few verses, okay? Open your Bible to Psalm 91 or on the screen. How many of you feel protected now? Otherwise, after reading, you will be protected. Verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid. By the I will read terror by night. Everybody say by night. No, no, no. What is terror? Terrorist. Look at somebody and say, Don't be upset about terrorists. Hallelujah. Amen. Terror by night. No, no arrow that flies by day. What is the arrow? Rockets. Don't be upset about rockets. Arrow that flies by day. What is the arrow that flies by day? The rockets. Don't think that Pakistan is going to send a rocket as long as you are here. You don't believe that, isn't it? You trust Pakistani more than God. Come on, church. Come on. The Jewish rabbis believe that Psalm 91 has spoken demonic strongholds today. There is a lot of sense. Demons in your heart. I, I see it with my eyes, leaving your head. Leaving your head. Leaving your head.
He will go. Anointing of protection. You shall not fear the terror of the night. I know that Christ by day, not the pestilence that rolls in darkness, nor pestilence is spreading diseases. Amen. Spreading diseases. Plagues, spreading diseases will not come to you. No, come on, sirs. Come on, sirs. It will not break out on you. AIDS is not your motion. Be free from AIDS. Be free from architects. Be free from place. Be free. Dengu is not your motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tetris is not your motion. Generation disease is not your motion. Nor the destruction that wasted. Sudden destructions, sudden bad uses will not be instead of that sudden breakthroughs. Suddenly, the Bible says the chains fell of Peter. Suddenly, earthquake came when Paul and Silas were reached. Come on, suddenly, sudden destruction is not your portion. But you have to find that terror by night, arrow that flies by day, the pestilence that rose at night, and the and the Destruction in the new day, 24 hour protection. Ah, yeah, 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 you also smoke. Till 80. You also drink that red wine. Till 90. I'm not smoking, but probably your four or five or six is good. Increases. See, the devil is always showing you horizontally. You have to look at vertically. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on. That is okay, he says. That is okay. It's okay. I said, Drug is okay. Nothing happened. The devil will lie. He'll make play games like you and destroy you. Even the one who is 80 years old is the only one advertiser among the millions he killed. Or he will show it to other way. He show you a believer and say, see, he trusted the Lord and he died. And do you think if he died, you will die? That is not your case then. This is your case then. Come on. And he says, thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right side, but near you, it shall not come. Our times, no evil shall befall you. It's a covenant psalm. 
is a covenant promise. It's the only Bible verse that David memorized because he knew that this is the greatest psalm that affect the church. It is the greatest protection. It is the powerful psalm that given to the New Testament church. That's why the devil attacked it. The moment Jesus came, he attacked it. He said, he misquoted. He attacked Psalm 91. Jump, jump, jump. Come on, church. Even the devil is scared of Psalm 91. Come on now. He misquoted. He misquoted. Oh, we can influence. Because he's made the Lord for your refuse the most high habitation. Which means making the refuge. Anchor. Be anchored on Jesus, your refuge. Not be anchored on your past, on condemnation, on the mistakes that you have done, on the things that you have done and spoken that could not even spoken out. It's okay. It's okay as long as you bring it under your blood. It is okay as long as you say, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord. I know that I'm forgiven. But you have to anchor out of your past. Anchor out of your mistakes. Anchor on Jesus the refuge. Because. Number two, he says, because. Verse 14. He has known my name. Again, New Testament. Only in the New Testament the name was made known. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. The name that is given on earth. Hallelujah. For the salvation of the mankind. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Because you have known my name. Oh, come on, church. Because you love upon that name. How many of you love the name of Jesus? How you are somehow, how do you say love? Can you say that name with love? Can you say that name with love? Can you say that name with love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, there is power in that name. I will be with you in 
your court cases, in your divorce cases. Oh, come on, follow my The lands, the land grabber will leave. Oh, we give you praise. The divorce and cases will be coming favorable for you. Oh, come on now. Illegal cases against you will be cancelled. Oh, come on. I will satisfy him with long life. I will satisfy him with long life. Every day you should say, I will live and I will not die. You activate Psalm 91. Magnificent promises. Magnificent promises. I will set you from the snare of the power, from the destroying pestilence. With this experience of how we close your eyes this morning. I want to declare this over your life. This magnificent promises.